Welcome to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Aaron Summers. It's been a big day on campus as the Saints and Pelicans hosted a donation drive for those impacted by the tornado earlier this week. And the Saints have a new player in the building. We'll meet with him shortly. Coming up later in the episode, WDSU Chief Meteorologist Margaret Orr joins me to talk about the tornado Tuesday evening and how the Saints have helped bring joy to the area throughout several big weather events. Now to the signing. The Saints agreed to terms with safety Daniel Sorensen, who played the last eight seasons as a Kansas City Chief. Sorensen is entering his ninth NFL season after entering the league as an undrafted free agent out of BYU in 2014. In eight seasons, Sorensen played in 11 regular season games and 15 playoff contests. He was a part of the 2020 Super Bowl and two AFC championships. Last season, Sorensen played in all 17 regular season contests with seven starts, posting 51 tackles, one sack, two interceptions, and a 75-yard return for a touchdown. Let's welcome in Daniel now. I'm here with New Orleans Saints new safety, recently signed Daniel Sorensen. Great to have you here on campus. It's always fun to see everybody on the day that they actually sign the papers. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. This is an exciting day for me and my family. Yeah, we are excited to have you here in the city. You have definitely played football for a long time, have had a great career. Why was this the right next move for you? Um, yeah, I at uh, this stage, um, I was looking for an opportunity with the team, um, with, a, with a good team that that, um, that can win games and, um, and some place that I could feel like I could contribute. And um, so when, when um, we were presented the offer, I was really excited about it. What were some of the conversations like along the way about what you'd be able to do here? Um, yeah, I don't know how much um, we've actually got into specifics, um, but, you know, I just hope to be able to bring um, some experience that I've gained over the years um, and uh, also some versatility. You know, I, I'd like to believe that, that I can play uh, multiple roles um, as needed, as as he's fit, and um, so those are two things that that I feel like I can I can bring to this organization. You came into the league as an undrafted player, signed with Kansas City, been there the entire time. How nervous are you about making a change and joining a new organization? It is a big step, uh, <laughs> but one that I'm excited about. You know, obviously the eight years in Kansas City were amazing. Um, to be fortunate enough to stay in one place for so long is is um rare um in this league but um you know loved every every year and every minute uh that we spent there but i think um this is exciting for me and my family um to to you know move on to something new and and new challenges um and also new opportunities and new memories when you got into the league obviously mentioned undrafted but you were able to become a stable on the special teams and then on the defensive side of the ball there. What kind of growth have you had throughout your career? Yeah, I, a lot of growth and I'd, um, you know, contribute that to good coaching as well as um, some good mentorship while I was there in Kansas city. Um, and so, yeah, I, you know, my role in Kansas city definitely evolved as the years went on, um, you know, and was able to, you know, transition into um, kind of some some more defensive roles there, and and even um, you know uh, some starting positions there, um, and, and play in some you know some big games, you know the the, the two Super Bowls and two AFC Championship games, um, 
those were definitely awesome experiences uh, to, to be a part of. You've played in 15 playoff contests, as you mentioned, at the biggest stage. To be able to come from where you were, you know, BYU, undrafted, to be able to play and be there in a Super Bowl, winning a Super Bowl in 2020, did you ever feel like you were going to have that moment? I no, I, I I wouldn't say that I was the the kid that you know had that dream of um, you know winning the Super Bowl, you know. But um, <laughs> so yeah, so it was it was all those experiences were definitely surreal um, um, experiences, but uh, they're they're awesome learning experiences, a um, lot of growth there. Um, you know, playing at that level, that the speed, how it how it changes, and um, and then also the last few years being able to kind of you know, help some of these younger guys experience the, the same thing mm-hmm. right? and, and kind of bring them along um, and, and show them the way. I do have to ask you about a certain moment, 2016 season. It was week seven. I, I don't know if you remember or know where I'm going with this, but it was a, a pick six of Drew Brees, 48-yard touchdown for you. Great moment for you. <laughs> but any reflection on, on that now knowing that you're, you're joining the Saints? Um, yeah, yeah, we, I've got to play them twice. One, once in Kansas city was, which was a great, uh, contest. Um, you know, I was able to, you know, make some, some good plays there and <laughs> definitely one of, you know, uh, my favorite games as far as memories, um, go, but, uh, and then I think it was just two years ago here in, in New Orleans during the, that COVID season without the fans, um, which is unfortunate that we didn't quite get the full the experience, full Superdome experience. Yeah, that's right. But I'm looking forward to it because um, it it is a special place and uh, just the community, the fans. It just it 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 seems like a, a very special place here. So there's definitely a different energy here that you'll find out about really soon. I know Arrowhead is a huge stadium, gets pretty loud there as well, but it's a little different here. So it's going to be fun for you to get your first moment out there this season. But what are you kind of looking forward to as far as this season goes? Yeah, I you know, each year that I've played in the NFL, there's there's an op, there's there's a new challenge and a new obstacle, you know, no no two seasons are the same. Um and I'd like to say that that I like to embrace a challenge and I like to embrace, you know, um working through things and so it's going to be the same this year. Um but uh, I'm excited for more growth, um, learning, and, and um, you know, being a part of uh, this organization and, and allowing my family as well to be mm-hmm. a part of, of this organization and this team and the city and the community. Um, we're really excited about that. Any players that you're looking forward to playing alongside now? Yeah, there's a lot of players. I, yeah, I played with Taysom. That's an obvious, mm-hmm. um, obvious one um, while we were there teammates at, at BYU. Um, but just the, the defense and special teams for me is, is always been something that's, that stood out. Um, they've, they've been very solid over the last few years and, um, I'm excited to be able to, to contribute and, and to feel part of those two teams. Well, we're looking forward to having you be a part of the team. What are some of the next steps for you as you make the transition here? Yeah, it's all gonna happen pretty quick. Yeah. Um, it's a quick turnaround. I'll you know get on a flight and then um, we're celebrating my wife's birthday uh, on a vacation this next week. And then as soon as we get back, I'm on another flight back here. So. 
Yeah, and then get started then with the off-season training. And, and, and uh, then... Yeah, that's the most exciting uh, part about all this is is now now I know where to, you know, put the focus and the energy. Mm-hmm. So before it's, you know, you're kind of just waiting around. But um, now I know where we'll be and, and get to work. That's the most exciting part. Well, congratulations on signing and happy birthday to your wife. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us today. <laughs> Thanks to Daniel for taking a few moments of his busy day to chat with us. Now for my conversation with WDSU Chief Meteorologist Margaret Orr. All right, Margaret, thank you so much for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast today. It's great to have you here on campus at the Saints facility next to the Pelicans facility here doing a little donation drive because of the recent impact of the tornadoes. How are you doing? So it's really exciting to be here. I got to meet Dennis Allen, got to meet some Really, I've got to say, I don't know how you do it. There are so many cute players here. <laughs> All of the Pels came out. We had uh, Tano here who came out. So that was really fun. Um, you know, this is a great place to come today because people maybe get to meet somebody special. And let's face it, the Saints and the Pels are special to us. Um, they are the ones who uplift us. We think back to Katrina and how um, it became a celebration of life again. We were so happy because they brought us up. They made us winners again after we had been so devastated. So it's great to come to this location, and we're thankful that you're doing it. And what a perfect day. You know, it's hard to believe that Tuesday we had this EF3 tornado And then today it's sunshine, blue skies, smiling at us, and um, people have been very generous. They've we filled up a bunch of boxes um, with you know the true cleaning supplies that we need: the rakes, the heavy-duty gloves. I can remember with Ida, you know, just how hard it was. Um, So much debris. And you need those big garbage bags, and you truly load them up. And so people are bringing the cleaning supplies, they're bringing the water, they're bringing food. Hopefully they bring cash, too, because we need the cash. So we're thankful to Mrs. Gail Benson that she has provided this facility for us to come by and hopefully inspired um, our community to come in and, and donate today. I've only been in New Orleans since last August, right before no. <laughs> right before Hurricane Ida. And I have seen this community just rally around each other and be here to help provide for each other. As you mentioned with Hurricane Katrina, it's something that not only these organizations do, but the, the fans, the people mm-hmm. that live in this community. And you've been a part of it for a while here oh, as here. the, the weather anchor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What does this area just mean to you and having the ability to help people the way that you do? So I grew up here. Um, I can remember as a child, um, Betsy, and I thought my house was going to blow down. And then all of a sudden it stopped. And I went, what? what? What's going on? Or is it over? And my father went, no, we're in the eye. And I went, what's an eye? And he said, come, I'll show you. And we went outside and we stood in the eye and... It was amazing, you know, clear skies and warm and humid, the wind went blowing, and then he grabbed my hand and he said, you got to go inside, (laughs) and all, you know what, broke loose again. So it's, I think, important to me to work in my hometown. Um, I know the severe weather. 
I know the patterns. I've seen the hurricanes. I know them all by name. I know the tornadoes. I've lived through them. I've got to tell you, Tuesday night was the first time I ever saw a tornado from our city camp. And it was, I knew what was happening. I knew destruction was taking place. It's important to me to keep my community safe. Um, I consider everybody my family, you know. I grew up here. I've been all around southeast Louisiana, south Mississippi. So I want to keep people safe. That's my purpose. You know, we all have a purpose. Dennis Allen, it's winning. (laughs) For me, it's keeping people safe. When you saw the tornado appear or saw that the weather system was likely to develop. What goes through your mind? Um, For me, it's tracking it, giving them block by block, street by street locations. Um, It's preparing even before that day. The night before we had done, I had done a Facebook Live, letting people know we have a really decent shot at getting severe weather. Um, We declared it a weather alert day. So everything that you can do to alert people that this is not your normal, everyday, severe storm that's moving through, this one really could become tornadic. And what I heard from people who were out driving is that there were far fewer people Um, on the streets and you know I was specific about the timing and about the locations of when and where each area would get that severe weather so every time we have an event we learn from it Um, I mean I could take you through every hurricane and what we've learned through them but what I learned from this this one there was one death Uh, just a beautiful young man Uh, a brilliant young man who had a bright future and my understanding is he went to save his dog so now you know with hurricanes we always tell people take your pets with you because they've stayed and they've died in the past Mm -hmm. and so what I now need to do is tell people if you have to leave for work and you cannot take your loved pet with you put them in their kennel put that kennel in the safe room in your house and if you are not comfortable with doing that and there is that risk for severe weather bring that loved one with you because we don't want to lose you and so each hurricane each tornado we learn something and it's about messaging and communication because truly my purpose is to keep people safe I heard that somebody came by today and did tell you that you, in fact, saved their life by the messages that you were getting across on the air. How emotional is that to hear? Um, I'm thankful, um, truly thankful. That morning before I went to work, I prayed, Dear God, please help me give people the information they need to stay safe. And um, I think he was with me. You know, I'm just someone who was used in the overall scheme of things. You know, we all are. And so um, that's, it's, it's my job and it's my purpose. Um, how does it make me feel? I am thankful. I'm thankful that that person is safe. I'm thankful 
that I could help. And we all do our part in different ways. Um, you know, that was my role that day, that night. You talked about being here, back at home, being a part of this community. How enjoyable has it been for you to be a part of this on air for over 40 years? Honey, can you believe it? <laughs> I've only recently admitted how old I am. I'm 68 years old now. I've got grandchildren. Um, you know, New Orleans is the greatest city. Southeast Louisiana, think of all of our festivals, all of the crawfish festivals. Some lady just drove up and she had crawfish in her car and she said, don't take my crawfish. <laughs> I, ate a, I won a crawfish eating contest one time and there were Saints players there too. I knew how to peel them and eat them. Um, you know, I get to celebrate... New Orleans and all of our traditions. I'm, I'm the queen of cotton candy on Fat Tuesday, dancing in the streets with my new best friends, you know. Um, the crew of Barkas was founded at the Mogador Fan Club. Who knew I would ever have a fan club, right? And the crew of Barkas was born, and it's the great pup greatest pup parade there is, and they wag their tails mm-hmm. through the French Quarter, you know. So I've been so lucky, so fortunate to be where I am in my hometown and work all of these years. You know, I'm really, really, really lucky. I mean, who knew that? My first day, I did not think I would survive the day. Um, We had a news director, Doug Ramsey, who was perfect in every way. And he called me into his office after my first day in his crisp tan suit with starched white collar, a hair that wouldn't blow in a hurricane. And he said, Margaret, you looked a lot better in your audition tape. And I went, I'm sorry, sir. I was out in storms all day. I'll try to do better next time. You know, my hair does this <laughs> in hot and humid weather. Yeah. So I survived the first day and managed to thrive. <laughs> you talked about a story with your dad in the first hurricane that you experienced. Did you always want to be a weather anchor? Well, I was a kid then. So keep in mind, back then, they didn't have the Weather Channel. Okay? It did not exist. Um, So I was always interested in weather, but, I mean, I was truly a kid. I wasn't thinking about anything. I was thinking about playing, you know? Um, So I can remember my grandfather praying for rain and praying it would stop because he was a rancher. I can remember sitting on the front steps with my mother every afternoon uh, in the summer and going, why does it rain every afternoon at 3 o'clock? So I always had an interest in weather, but it really wasn't until um, I got a job at a television station, radio station in Texas, and I went, oh my gosh, this is the most fun I've ever had. And at that point, I decided to go into meteorology. Mm-hmm. And um, and I finished LSU and then later went through the Mississippi State Broadcast Meteorology Program. 
you've talked about being here at the Saints facility, meeting Dennis Allen. I know, so cute. Have you been a Saints fan your whole life? You understand how important football is here? Oh, honey, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I remember Buddy D and the Aints. I never wore a bag. Um, I used to sell... um, parking places at my best friend's grandmother's house right by the old Tulane Stadium. Um, You know, I saw Tom Dempsey kick that amazing field goal. I was there that day, and everybody was leaving, and I went, no, I want to see this. I think he can make it. And so, of course, I've always been a Saints fan. And, in fact, I can go back even farther to Dave Dixon visiting my school when I was in middle school to push the Superdome and I'm going why is this man here doing that you know and it was because he wanted us to go home and tell our parents about it so I go way back before the Saints and then I see how uplifting the Saints have been in our lives now I do want you to know I get very stressed during a game Mm -hmm. so I am usually upstairs with my dog who gets very nervous too because my husband is downstairs screaming so we listen upstairs and then when we hear touchdown (laughs) then we run downstairs and we look at um you know the playback so I I get stressed and people will go what you don't watch the whole game no I don't it's it's too nerve-wracking but you've been there you've been oh yeah of course of course of course um and a couple of times I've been really lucky um to be uh with the Bensons uh but my son has season tickets and he's had them for years and years and um it's like over the field goal at the very top, mm-hmm. that's where his seats are. And they love it. They've got a whole group of people who've had them for, since high school, you know. So, In meeting Coach Allen, did you discuss anything fun about the upcoming season? Well, yeah, I asked him um, how the season looked and who was he looking for. And I asked him if he was going to be able to stay much longer. And he said, well, actually, I need to go after a few players. And I went, okay, will you go get those players, and um, we want a winning season, and you're really important to us. So he knows. You know, the Saints make such an emotional impact on the people of this community. They truly lift us up. If they win, well, then we're all happy. Mm -hmm. And if they lose, well, of course, we're talking about and everybody's given their opinion and, you know, about what the coaches should have done and all of that. But um, they're important to us. They, They keep us strong and happy. You know, don't you find that that's the truth, that they are an integral part of our happiness and let's hope no COVID no injuries that's all I'm saying Mm -hmm. so that we can because we would have won we would have won it was COVID and it was the injuries so we got to keep our people healthy and um you definitely pay attention then yeah oh oh, yeah and (laughs) then that was last season I, I heard I heard that they had even tried to get Drew back you know, during the, when everybody was sick and we <laughs> needed a quarterback. Yeah. And, I mean, was that crazy? Yeah, it was. But it the was. Saints definitely, they have the ability to be an escape from reality for people. 
That's true. And did you notice how well they did Mm -hmm. when everybody was sick and hurt? We still did a great job. And that's, that's coaching and that's great players. Coach Allen's talked about how he wants to embody the culture of this city, the resiliency, uh-huh. the energy. I think you bring the same thing to the broadcast. You are an integral part to th- what this city is. Well, um, I've been a part of it for a long time. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's my home. I, I just I don't think I'd ever want to live anywhere else. I'm not going to work anywhere else. I'm going to retire eventually from WDSU. Uh, it's been my home. I went in young, and I'm going out old, right? <laughs> no, not old. Just experience. Experience. Oh, that's a perfect way of putting it. Thank you. <laughs> and do you think you will stay? I love it. I've loved every second that I've been here so far. Isn't it great? Yes. It's a magical place. place. No place like NOLA. No place. Not at all. Well, thank you for all that you do. We appreciate you being here today. And wonderful visiting with you. Definitely. We appreciate it. And we'll see you on Sundays this upcoming fall. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) Thank you to Margaret. And for everyone that came out to the donation drive today, coming up on Monday's episode of the New Orleans Saints podcast, I'll catch up with Saints quarterback, Jameis Winston. Until then, have a great weekend, and thanks for listening.